All right, welcome everybody to episode 15. Yep, we've made it to 15 podcasts. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Kyle. The other co-host, David, and the next time it's 16 and I expect you to buy me a car. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> MTV show. And our uh, special guest of the week is Sergey. Sergey, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Hello, Sergey. Very nice to meet you. Thanks. Uh, like Kyle said, thanks for coming on. Yeah, nice to virtually meet you. Are we are we doing that? Is that a thing we're doing? I've heard some people say that it's cringy. I don't know. The key I've, seen, I've, I've seen the e, the e, uh, emails like nice to e meet you, and I almost did. Yeah. It. And I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know, but you see, I did it, so it's catching on. I don't, it's I don't know. It's catching on. <laughs> if you I'm drop the sure M out of there, it would turn into eat. I would eat you. Nice to eat you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I feel like sure that's how... a different kind of email. Those are <laughs> ones that you're getting. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even sure how we met in person. I opened up my spam. I think like, uh, I got introduced to you via Chad. Yeah, then... so I think it was like a countermeasures thing. Uh, yeah. You've been down there a couple times in Ottawa, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was probably there. Although it's, I mean, sometimes those conferences are a little uh, foggy in terms of uh, faces and names. <laughs> I, think I, actually... even, I think we might have actually met for the first time in Vegas, like in 2016. And you were selling an yeah. extra badge. And I think we met up in like Mandolin Bay and it was for my, now my wife to buy the badge off. I met you and Sean, I think in person. I think that's that actually when we happen. met in person. <laughs> that did happen. Yes. I, I remember that. I, I think was a class or something, right? And got like free badges or something or extra badges or something. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet deal. So we were doing uh, like DEF CON does this thing where they have like free uh, training. So if you sign up for DEF CON, uh, you don't have to pay anything extra for these trainings. They're like half day trainings. And uh, me and Sean decided to offer our like paid training, like a half day version of it for free, just, you know, sort of fun thing to do for, uh, for DEF CON who've been so good to us. But in return, what they did was they gave us a whole bunch of badges, and those suckers are worth money. So <laughs> we decided to sell them, sell them all. I, I don't know if we're supposed to say this, but we basically sold them all and then played crafts with the money. Why <laughs> so, not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually had a pretty good time, and it's been a running, uh, a recurring theme for us. I think we've done three of them so far. Uh, this would have been our fourth, uh, and unfortunately, kind of got canceled because of the the big core, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess the, that the probably big, one of the... the big Q. Yeah. The big Q. <laughs> exactly. So how did Kyle find you? Like, did he post an ad on Craigslist looking for badges or like what, what happened? I got, oh. I got hooked up into the Slack group. Like, yeah, uh, we got the, the, the super, the secret squirrel Slack group. I wanted yeah. something a little yeah. juicier than a Slack group. Nope. <laughs> it's nothing, no. nothing like that. No, but I, have, I don't think we had a problem paying because it was like, now I don't have to stand in line for three hours. Like, I'll pay. Yeah, exactly. It was right like, now. skip the line. Yeah, we didn't mark them up or anything. You can, also like just, that, but... you can also apparently just give Sergey uh, poker chips and those are good too. Yeah, chips. that's probably what... <laughs> <laughs> no cash necessary. Yeah, so yeah, I can just... lose them. <laughs> just, just give them directly to the casino. Uh, make sure they're the MGM brand ones, please. Yeah. Well, those yeah, that so... are listening for the first time, uh, what Moscow Mules and Opslide is, is this... Uh, where we meet with security and technical professionals and we just, you know, talk about what they're doing and have it over a few couple drinks in, in the world before we get down rabbit holes of talking and not even get to drink. So let's get to the drinking part. Obviously. Yeah. Like, and subscribe or whatever you guys do for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm new to this game. Subscribe, so you, YouTube, enjoy. Yeah. 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 Like it all. YouTube in my blood. 
one day we'll get some videos out there. I know Sergey and I have been talking about it. He's like, yeah, you got to do videos. I'm like, well, yeah, I record it all the time. It's just some people are squirrely about being on videos. Other people aren't. Like Nobody wants to see me. Just mute me. I just like to see the interaction. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, you just hear the canned voice and it's kind of hard to tell, um, you know, what's going on, if it's a joke or something. Uh, sort of a visual guy, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> that makes sense. So, Sergey, what are you drinking on this fine, fine meeting? Uh, unfortunately, it's Corona for the memes. I <laughs> went out and bought a six pack. These bad boys, they're probably not going to be around for much longer from what I hear. I think, uh, you know, bad PR and all. But, uh, yeah, I'm drinking that Corona with wine. It wasn't even, like, their fault, right? It's just kind of just kind of one of those things. Do you not, remember? Like let's the, not fake news this. It's not their fault. <laughs> right. Do you remember, like, the, the, the Google search spike for, like, is, does Corona beer give you, like, yeah. coronavirus? the virus? Yeah. 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 That's, like, peak humanity right there. We have just – we can't beat that. That's social. <laughs> that, you're asking a freaking search engine if you're going to die from beer. <laughs> like – Jesus. You, you, you can't it just i remember seeing that i remember seeing their stock tank i think their yeah. stock tanked for a little bit like people well, didn't those, buy it all those beer conglomerates just <laughs> take a nosedive yeah but i mean nothing wrong with the corona i like a corona summer day it's still summertime I yeah i mean it's hot enough here what are you guys drinking i don't see anything where, wait hold on where are you where is it hot oh i'm in uh, montreal in canada Oh, I should have mentioned that. It yeah. actually gets like above, like warm in there. I don't know. I thought it was just kind of like a, I don't know. One, one month a year. <laughs> one month a year. One month a year. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I just uh, always envision Canada to just be like snowing all the time. Like it's either like you're either snowing uh, and skating on it or you're skiing down hills. Like that's pretty much Canada to me. Yeah. Park is in marshmallows. <laughs> and maple syrup and bacon. Yeah, maple syrup. <laughs> and bacon. And what are those things called? Like beaver tails you can get in Ottawa? Yeah, beaver tails, yeah. Haven't yeah, had one yet. You're an Ottawa connoisseur. I mean, <laughs> I think I've been, been, to, been to Ottawa. I would know that. He's right. I've been around the market. I think I've spent like a total like three months of my life in Ottawa over like Geek Week and Countermeasure and Oh, actually, you know what? So I we were talking about before this started. Uh, I have a correction, Mr. Justin Sykes, who's on this podcast <laughs> a couple episodes ago that I listened to. Ottawa, I don't know what you're where you're from out west, but Ottawa is not a good city. <laughs> if that's looking like a fun city to you, I mean, Jesus, hay bales and uh, dust, I guess, is what you guys got out west. But <laughs> I think like. Being a, you know, growing up in Ottawa, uh, that's where I came out. I went to high school there, went to Ottawa University, and uh, man, I hate that city. <laughs> I couldn't oh, get out of there soon enough. <laughs> Shots fired, uh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Sykes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is the friendliest Canadian rivalry ever. You're right. You, <laughs> I'm really sorry, you bacon-eating West Coaster. <laughs> he's, not, he's from the Plains. He's from the Great Plains of Canada. Plains also, he said something about not knowing how to skate. I mean, I'm starting to question if he's even from Canada. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. I'm going to make sure he listens. I'm like, you got to listen for at least the first 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> That's metrics. We need the metrics. The metrics. <laughs> oh, man. So, David, what are you drinking? What are you drinking off? Yeah, uh, I, fa- I found this thing in my fridge. So <laughs> That's Canadian? actually not a good start, right? Uh, it's close. It's from Vermont. Um, yeah. A friend of mine passed this along to me when he started uh, uh, some sort of a health diet, and it's like I got to get rid of my beers. So, 
it's just called ale. Well, no, hold on. Switchback <laughs> ale from Switchback Brewing Company in Burlington, Vermont. It is, as described on the can, a well-balanced reddish amber ale. So we'll see what's going on here. I don't know what to expect. Never had it before. Never seen it. For those of you who uh, can't see this, it's just a blue can with the big word ale on it. <laughs> <laughs> not much going on in the marketing department here. You can't, uh, you can't fuck that one up. <laughs> really. yeah. What do we put on the can? I don't know. Ale, I guess. Ale. Not even, not even red ale. Isn't like a red ale? So like they, they couldn't, they're like, we can't oh, fit yeah. two words on it. It's pouring red. It's, it's a nice deep red color. So what, what glass is that? I oh, this is just a, a synth hop. Uh, synth hop, synth dash hop.com, I think. Uh, Hulk, just an angry Hulk smash glass. Pick that up smash. secondary market. Nice, uh, nice big tumbler. It's like a, it's like an 18 or a 20 ounce tumbler. Solid. So it's not to worry about spilling it. I need, I need bigger glasses. This is, this is perfect. So I'm going to set this. I've got like six tumblers and they're all like the small ones. And I'm like, this is stupid. I don't like those. Too small. Yeah. What do you I uh, I rolled out to the same distillery that I have given going to for like six weeks now. Picked up another New Trail Brewing Company, Rock Run, uh, Hazy Double IPA. Nice. Uh, I had one of these. Nice tall boy. And uh, yeah, I just keep on this IPA kick. It's a summertime. Once it gets warmer or cooler out, I'll drink something else. But. I Are they uh, sponsoring this podcast? <laughs> I'm hoping one of these days these these <laughs> beer companies will just say, "Hey, you got you guys need a case of beer." Yeah, <laughs> we'll drink it on one podcast. Yeah, I envisioned like this, like had this, like we had not had like you know you know our quarantine shit. Like I envisioned like trying to get like a little small conference room at one of the conferences this summer and just to like do podcasts all day. But I was like, that would have been a bad news because like after like the third podcast, I would have been shit faced and like it would just not have been fun for anybody. Guys, there was directions on my glass. It says, uh, before opening, invert can and swirl to mix the yeast back into the beer for the best experience. Who, who reads directions on beers? You should Probably have made it you. as big as the word ale. It's tiny. It's on the back. Look how small this is. That's you can't even print. see it. It's, it's fine print. Make it look. Ale is literally the biggest thing. It takes up a 16-ounce can. You got room. That's kind of bizarre. Like, why would you want to mix the yeast back in? Like, wouldn't uh, you kind of want it like a... It might like have it for flavoring. I don't know. Blanche? Flavoring. Like, wouldn't you want it to float to the bottom so you don't drink it? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you want to drink it. Some of these unfiltered IPAs, they say store upside down, which I found out last week. But anyways, I'm drinking this out of a um, well, sorry about Pop that. Killer Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Donatello can. Oh, you got that. Nice. Showed up. Yeah. That's badass. <laughs> so so Hop Killers is doing this whole like they have this like theme of like zombie. They make everything into like a zombie and they're doing this like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, so this weekend they're releasing the Raphael glass, but they're all they all look like they're glass solo cups. So they call that was pretty unique too. Those aren't those aren't really around that much. The only well, other place I've good... seen it is is uh House Thousand Beers. The new can so gives her glass. If you had to pick one turtle glass, which one would it be? Which was your man? So Don, so Donatello was the uh, what, the geeky, the geeky technical. Yeah, one, he was. But, the, yeah, he's the nerdy one. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say Ra Raphael. Raphael. Was my, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone said Raphael. Who did, who didn't like Raphael? That was Raphael. He's a leader. Guy. He's a yeah, leader. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a leader. Yeah. Also, red was awesome. Yeah, yeah. purple not so good. I don't know. 
Have you guys seen the meme video yes. that makes fun of the feast? Yes. Did you send that to me? Yeah. You got to send that to Sergey. It's if you haven't seen it yet, it's the funniest thing. It's about how all the turtles got their like identities from Master Splinter yeah. upon like graduation. They all I've get like a not. gift in a color, and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Donatello's like what, I don't what want about, to spoil what, it. It's really good. Uh, I'm gonna spoil it, but like, because this, I'll just throw it to you. He's like, "What about me, Splinter?" And he's and he's like, "Uh, there's garbage over there. Grab that dirty diaper." That <laughs> he's like, "Put that on your face." He's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, what about my weapon?" He's like, "Grab that stick." It's it's you obviously should, more fun. You, you gotta you gotta find it and send it. You to should you. cut that into this uh, into this podcast. Level up your multimedia experience. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Double down. You're mute. You're on mute. There's some tips from the YouTube guy. Yeah. He's on mute. <laughs> Me, David was. was. He was talking. I was over here looking at glassware. So you're telling me that I've been talking for like two minutes over here, and no one heard a damn thing I said. It was like thirty seconds at least. It was at least that. I was over here searching for glasses. Womp womp. So I don't know where where do we want to go first? Cut, cut the edit in. So <laughs> fucked it up. Already. How's your how's your ale? Oh, it's pretty good. Uh, I don't know. It's not like an amazing, you know, beer. I'm not I'm not you know socks blown off by this, but it's pretty good. It's a nice stylistic representation of a red ale. What's the can say? Ale. Well balanced reddish amber <laughs> ale. It is. Uh, it, so you'd it say does... it lives up to the big ale letters on the can. <laughs> How's your Canadian Corona? Uh, I mean, it's predictable. It's hey, what's that? Nice Excuse me. Where's that brewed? Speaking of Canadian beers, is is that? Do you import the Canadian version of that somewhere, or is it brewed locally? What does Anheuser Busch InBev do for Corona north of the border? I have no idea. Uh, what did it say on it? It says product of Mexico basically everywhere, but uh doesn't say where it was uh where it was brewed. It says imported. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean there is no like uh this was proudly made in like Winnipeg or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to Nickelback four times to buy this. <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> They're sorry, putting out a new album, man. <laughs> Of course they are. Nickelback. Of course they are. Look. <laughs> I can't get enough Nickelback. Yes, I can. Yes, yeah, I, can. I think we've probably all had enough. <laughs> I'm not gonna splice a Nickelback. Sorry. Sorry, folks. You should. That's that's a nice get, rule. Was it was it ten seconds you get max of so I can get, I can splice in nine seconds of Nickelback? Is that true? What's, well, there's some infringement clause of some sort, right? Is that why you guys uh, went with Bill O'Reilly down there? For, yeah, a couple of years I could say, yeah, nothing is safe. I mean, we got we've we've been dinged a few times for like just having like a, a ten second meme clip, meme clip, like or even less than that, like you know, like a one second meme clip, and like yeah, some MCN will come and claim the whole video. Oh yeah, nah, yeah, for real. <laughs> and it's like YouTube, like I think this year they released this um this feature where you can just be like, all right, whatever, just take out the part that uh, that they've claimed. Um, and like some of them are so small that you can just click the button and it doesn't even, you can't even tell the, the video difference. There's nothing, no difference in the video. And here they've gone and claimed the whole video. So, but. Uh, What's like the biggest claim or like the, I don't know, one thing that you remember the most out of, out of all these uh, potential claims that you've had? 
let's assume I'm going to assume that you know we get a lot a of claims. Videos. Like yeah, you get a lot we of don't claims. Have, no, we actually don't. So for those of you who uh, who don't know, of course, why would you know? Because I use an alias, and so you would have no idea who I am. So <laughs> just to, just to clarify, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, let's, I'm this, let's back up. Yeah, yeah. let's back up. Well, great great so, segue introduction. Yeah, to if it. you're wondering, like just who the flip this guy is from Canada who's trashing Justin Sykes. So I'm a, I'm a jumping dog on Twitter uh, and my handle is Vercore and I'm one half of the team that brings uh, the open analysis live or like OA labs videos uh, that, you know, if you guys are into reverse engineering, uh, we make like reverse engineering tutorials on, on YouTube. So it's me and Sean Wilson is the other, uh, the other co-founder of the of the program that we that we run. So we've been doing like reverse engineering tutorial videos for I think since 2017 or 2016 on YouTube. Uh, we don't do a lot of them, but like we try to you know make them interesting so they you know they've been getting some some traction. Um, and when we first started, we really didn't know anything about how any of this works. So we would just put like regular songs and shit like that in the videos, <laughs> and then they just get like you know copyrighted into oblivion. Like we have some of our better performing ones. We had some like, you know, learning how to reverse engineer C++ code. And we like showed like some, you know, looking at structs and IDA and stuff. And it did pretty good because I think a lot of people want to start there. You know, like it's a good starting video. Um, and like the whole thing is just completely like meme music and like, you know, famous songs and stuff like that. So like we didn't see a dime from that. There's, <laughs> there's no... <laughs> And like, I think it even probably got suppressed in the search too, because it was just, there's so many strikes against it. Were you, were you using like, I don't know, like popular music, like Katy Perry or, or something? Or were you just like trying to hit on some chocolate rain? I, I would say all over it. I mean, it's, you know, so sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you would just, yeah. I mean, there's quite a few rain. memes in the, yeah. <laughs> Should have sang that in the first video. Keyboard cat on the background. I think that dude's on Cameo. You guys know about that? It's like an yeah. app you can, yeah, yeah. You can like request like, like B or I don't know D-list celebrities. I don't even know. You what, can next. you can get on Cameo and be like for two dollars, yeah, I'll send you a happy birthday. Yeah, I'll shout out happy birthday to you. Get out of here. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, yeah. he's on there. Yeah, you can get him to say stuff what? In his what voice. rock do you live under, David? What rock do you live under? Yeah. <laughs> oh you can get like Hulk Hogan. I I don't know who all. I think Snoop Dogg's on. I think Snoop Dogg is like four hundred bucks. But you can get Snoop Dogg to like send you like a for four hundred bucks like a one minute message of whatever you want to say. You kind of give them. Bullet points. I looked into Holy this for a while. Crap, for Gary Busey's three fifty. Yeah, yeah. There's some good ones on there. <laughs> what? There's some quality, like yeah. And then like I think it's majority like B and C list people, but like you got some some A listers in there. At least some. Well, what would you say Busey is an A lister? Because I'd put him in like the B tier. I think. I was gonna say like C minus. <laughs> C minus. Yeah. I'll tell you what, He's like, barely I, passing. I He's, don't follow like. Com like like uh, aside from like comedians, I don't know actors. I don't know actresses. I don't know anyone in like the that like entertainment field. So I'm looking at this whole list of people. I don't know who anybody is, but like Meatloaf. <laughs> I clicked on the online now, and I'm looking at Meatloaf and Gilbert Godfrey. That's those are like my guys. How much is Meatloaf? <laughs> Meatloaf's a hundred bucks. Little, oh, yeah. Little Fair. Fair. yeah, but I don't know like who's Phil Lewis. Who who's I don't know who that is. Christian Nairn. Yeah. I'm See? sorry. I'm sorry to those people. I don't know you. Jason Nash? Nope. That rings a bell. Not, Rick not Flair. Anything. Oh no, Rick Flair. 500 there. bucks. See? 
get a what do they do like they just like wish you like happy birthday that's like this is like the birthday website it's like no, you, you can't even say anything be like hey yeah david's having a bad day like maybe you can send him a message about like yeah oh keep up gosh. the good work <laughs> I'm gonna find like the most obscure person and just keep those are the ones I like. Five dollar. <laughs> I don't even know how this works, and I'm into it. Let's go. Five dollar. Five dollar hellos from the ghost. There you go. The ghost. The ghost. So you've been doing these videos anyway. on YouTube for <laughs> since 2017, but like let's reverse the clock because I've kind of I've always, I've just kind of been kind of curious is how did you get into reverse engineering? How were you like, yep, yeah, this is the shit I want to do, and then you <laughs> use, and you just do a kind of dove head first in. I mean, I mean that's kind of how it worked. I, I don't know. Um, so so basically, I was a developer. I like that was my career, and I was working in like low level development. Um, so I, I started out, I guess, sort of on a team that was like the Skunkworks team for a company that did all kinds of stuff in the security space. And uh, so I was like doing all kinds of weird stuff, like writing web servers, building drivers for like uh, lottery terminals, stuff like that. And um, I was sort of was interested in security. And this is like, just to date myself a little bit, like this is before Metasploit was really a thing long before Rapid7. Um, and like that whole industry was just starting to like take shape. And like, so there was like some trainings at, at Black Hat that you could do. They were kind of a mixed bag. Like nobody really knew uh, what was good and what wasn't. Uh, like Foundstone was around at the time, if you guys remember them. Yeah. Uh, before they got snapped up by McAfee. So they were like kind of, they were doing some cutting edge stuff. HB Gary, <laughs> mm -hmm. funny name now, but at the time they yeah. were kind of renowned as like a, you know, pretty serious yep. uh, in that space. And so I was on my own time looking into that sort of stuff and sort of teaching myself, I guess, like what we would call like red teaming stuff nowadays. But at the time, it was just kind of known as like hacking or like, you know, pen testing or something. I think pen testing was just becoming a thing at the time. Um, and we had some need just because the, the work that we we're doing um, for the company I worked for to do some security audits. And they knew that I was like, I was interested in this. And they were, I had a like really supportive boss. So he said, well, why don't you like try this out? And of course, like nowadays that would be insane, right? You like, you wouldn't just take some junior developer and be like, Hey, you're going to do our pen test now. Like you, you know, obviously contract out to some, you know, mega corp that does this, but at the time that's not really how it worked. And mm -hmm. so I was basically just kind of learning at night how this whole thing worked and then doing what we would consider, I guess, code audits now or like vulnerability assessments um, for them. And then that team that I was on kind of grew into like the security center for the company. The company grew a bit. And, uh, and after a while I, I was doing that uh, and I was, I was promoted up into doing more policy work. Uh, I started like the IR team for that, for that company. And they had me doing some like audit stuff as well. And they were, you know, basically moving me up the ranks faster than I probably should have been. Or, you know, at any, at any other time period, um, like as, as this whole industry matured, that definitely wouldn't happen. But I was just happened to be right at the time when this was becoming a thing and there was no real stepping stones to like how you, you know, build the, you know, like the office of the CISO, like none, none of that really existed. I was just being built. So I kind of rode that wave. Um, and the whole time I was like thinking, I'm basically just using other people's tools. Like that, like at a certain point I realized like, oh, what am I doing here? I'm just kind of just pushing buttons like other people are 
finding mm -hmm. these exploits, they're figuring out how it all works and they're, you know, and I'm just kind of surfing on top of it. And so I wanted to like get deeper. I already had, you know, a, a pretty good background in developing low level software. So I started to look into like how ex really exploits is where it, has, where it started, like how that works. Um, and uh, I had a friend at the time who was not in security at all, but he was really into uh, breaking copy protections, specifically on uh, music production software was his interest. And so we kind of pooled resources. Uh, we were, you know, got into some forums and stuff where people were pretty helpful to us. And, uh, you know, managed to snag ourselves uh, one of those free copies of the famous uh, disassembly tool that's floating around um, that you guys might know. Um, oh, which one, Ghidra? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to take a drink on that one. Yeah. Oh, is this uh, every time we mention the, the three headed yeah. dragon? We... Oh, that'd be a good game to play for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> for every podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> every I'll only mention it once. But yeah, so so we basically kind of taught ourselves and uh, and it became like really interesting to me, um, like how things work. And I started to spend a lot of my free time, uh, not at work, at work, I was still doing a lot of like, I'd been promoted up. So I was just doing management stuff at the time. And uh, we had, like I said, we started a SOC and an IR team. And so that involved like analyzing malware to a certain extent. Uh, at the time, FireEye had like their mass box, which was like nobody really even knew about it. Like they were just kind of coming out on the market. We had ourselves um, gotten a hold of this. So this really dates me. Um, the Cuckoo Sandbox project had released like one of their early versions. And we basically kind of, they, I think, I'm not sure if it was at uh, Black Hat in... I want to say in Spain, I'm not sure. I can't remember where it was, but we, we basically became aware that there was this open source sandbox and we dove like headfirst into that uh, for working, basically doing malware analysis. And that kind of led into uh, doing like reverse engineering of malware for me. And I realized like, oh man, this is like super, super fun. And so I, I, uh, I was getting at work, it was more management stuff. I was trying to get out of that. So I took uh, <laughs> Christmas, actually, Christmas holiday. I told my partner, like, I need to change jobs. And so I need, like, two weeks of time to go and, like, write a big report on a famous piece of malware and try and get recognized by a company that does this kind of stuff. And that's what I did. I, uh, I wrote, like, uh, I did analysis of Asprox. I blogged about it. I wrote some config extractors, not even knowing what those were, but basically, like, you know, a static way to extract the config. Yeah. I wrote an emulator for it um, to interact with it. Uh, some people added me to a, like a mailing list about it. And out of there, I, I basically got a, offered a job and uh, <laughs> I moved out oh, of, shit. yeah, I, I took a pay cut and everything just to get out of the, the madness of the, uh, of the policy side of things and the management side. And uh, ever since then, I've just been doing full-time technical uh, reverse engineering. That's pretty great. That's that's crazy. I didn't expect any of those uh, twists. That's kind of crazy. You spent like, you're like, I'm going to take two weeks and you're like, I'm going to dive into this. Like how many hours a day do you spend for those two weeks? Like probably a lot of the hours a day. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, I mean, now obviously like, you know, we weathered the storm and we're still together and everything. <laughs> I do feel bad about that, but it was, I mean, in hindsight, we both agree that it was, it was definitely, if it hadn't worked, it would have been terrible. 
But uh, yeah, I, it's not that I just learned how to reverse engineer in like two weeks. I was already, I'd already blogged some stuff and I'd already done quite a bit of like, um, like reverse engineering for like vulnerability stuff, like looking at like black box stuff um, and doing some malware analysis. I'd already looked at a few simpler pieces of malware. But I, what I needed was like to basically write like an in-depth report. Like I already knew in my mind that this was this was the way forward, right? You really need to make a splash. As terrible as that sounds, like now it's like everybody's blogging and like they, everyone gets shit on for blogging about, you know, malware instead of, you know, helping fight it or whatever. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And at the time, I just realized that if I did that and it was picked up by enough people uh, that somebody would you know, give me a chance if I, if I tried to, you know, cause I wanted to move my career <laughs> and there was no other way. Like there was no credentials I could show. Uh, there's nothing I could uh, at the time, like there's no way you could prove that. And I didn't really, it's not like today where you have, you know, things like ninja jobs, like those job boards that are specific to security. Like at the time you'd go on monster and you would type in like reverse engineering and you you just get nothing. Right. <laughs> or you'd get some really cryptic post for like GE or sorry, GD, oh, yeah. or it'd be like General Dynamics, and it'd be like, you need like security clearance up the wazoo and to live in the US or so, something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah, and I'd be like, yeah. well, you're okay. just an embedded engineer with uh, reverse engineering experience. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that's the bad old days. <laughs> mm -hmm. so so like, no, go ahead. Uh, so you're, you're just like, it's kind of like the theme of our podcast. Like we, we seem to always talk to people. They're just like, I was doing this one thing and then I totally decided that I wanted to do something else. And I, I went and did it. Was there any sort of like, like a uh, strain? Like, like, did you feel like pressured during those two weeks to just like yeah. flip your whole life around? Like, were you just, you, you were just yeah. committed to this? Like, even though there wasn't like necessarily an immediate payoff, like you're saying, like, yeah, I mean, two it weeks, wasn't, I mean, two weeks was just to, to, put out something polished yeah. like I've been basically spending every night uh, it's just it's so uh, I don't want to say it because I don't want this to be like a a path for somebody I mean I don't think that you need to do mm -hmm. this and I don't I wouldn't necessarily recommend it I'm just this is just what I did and you yeah. know in hindsight it's not it was not awesome um for my my poor partner so basically like I would just come home from work and I, we, we lived in a really small apartment and my, my computer was in the bedroom and our bed was right beside. So I would turn the brightness on the computer down to like zero and like I would squint at it. So I wasn't, it wasn't too bright, um, and, you know, cause, and I would just basically work until, you know, I'd fall asleep. And I, 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 all I was doing was just trying to replicate other people's exploits that I would find. So I'd find like code, like proof of concept code. And I would try and replicate it, um, you know, any, look at the binary, replicate it. Any websites websites you want to shout out for that back in the day? Anything to help you that was super useful that's like maybe not around anymore? I mean, I think it's just the same stuff like the Tuts for You and all that stuff mm -hmm. that everyone did. Uh, there is nothing secret or anything. Um, I uh, I think I would like to shout out um, Exoli Toll. I don't know how to say his name, that French guy. Uh, he was super nice. Um I, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's just like X Y I L T or something like that. Um, it's a French hacker. Um, his anyway, he he was really helpful. Uh, he would I'd email him stuff once in a while, and he would uh, email stuff back. And he, he was a good guy. Yeah. 
but uh, in terms of just just you know pure pure learning, it was just googling and trying to find stuff that I could replicate, um, yeah, and working through it. I don't think that much of that's changed to this day. It's like when you come across a problem, right? Like you can leverage con uh, you know contacts, but the internet's so much larger now than it was that sometimes you, you Google hard enough, you're like, oh. For instance, I was look we're a bit, we've been doing these stuff with like malware persistent techniques and finding malware that does certain ones. And I came across like this this bot that did something. I'm like, oh man, it's all encoded. Like I don't know what's encoded. It's like I don't know how to, I don't want to decode this thing and figure this thing out. And like you know, and then I was like, don't have to. I looked at the bot and said decoder, and sure enough, the second link was someone's right. GitHub page. And I was like, no shit. It, Let's see if this works. Jason? Was it Jason Reeves? <laughs> Shout out to Jason Reeves. For all if it is, I'll have to, I don't know what it is. I'll have to find it. But it was like for like a SBD bot. So like the, the application shimming bot, basically. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. And I was like, well, let's not get all excited. Let's see if this shit works first. And I'm like, boom, boom. And I'm like, fuck. That was easy. Yeah, I think. Probably already solved changed. that problem. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Things have changed a lot, especially in the, in the malware space. Um, like I, you guys obviously know, like there's a massive community on Twitter, uh, we jokingly call it like the Twitter sock, but like, you know, like there's a lot of people that are contributing a lot of free time, um, and tools and stuff like that. It's a lot of those good open source projects too, like Cape where people are, you know, Kevin continuously adding config extractors and stuff like that. It's a, uh, you know, things aren't really the way that they used to be. <laughs> it was basically a notepad, you know. A stolen copy of that famous disassembler and uh, a bunch of tutorials. Well, it's, it, it's that, and then like empire building. Like, there's a lot of people that you know. If you work in an industry where you're selling a box that automatically extracts that config, you're not going to just pop that out and give it to somebody for free. You you want somebody to pay for that service. But when InfoSec Twitter shows up and then it's like, oh, hey, I found the SSH key for blah blah blah. Here it is. And then you know everybody everybody wins. And we're able to solve problems faster when we work together other than, you know. Well, that's a good, uh, a good segue into my other plug. How many minutes into this are we? Are we too late? Is nobody listening? No. Damn it. We nope. should have cut this. Sorry, 33 should have cut this so it was earlier. I started talking about Cameo and it was just off the rails from there. Yeah. No, so keep going. Keep going. We run uh, a service called Unpack Me. It's U-N-P-A-C dot M-E, Unpack Me. Like unpack with no K. <laughs> And it's a free uh, unpacking service. So you upload malware that's packed, we'll unpack it and send it back to you. And it's exactly to combat what you just said, this stupid empire building thing where you're basically, you have this vendor lock-in um, where you're having to pay people for what is essentially, you know, tools that other people wrote. <laughs> so <laughs> you have these vendors who are, you know, sort of living off the fat of other people. Uh, and not everyone, I mean, uh, there's lots of value add, but where there is a value add is where I think we kind of like to, uh, to show, <laughs> show the truth, you know, we're able to offer this for free. So oh, that's awesome. You know, I was thinking. I was thinking about people that donate a lot of their time in the in the Twitterverse, and like I, I miss having JTHL around. He, I don't know. Yeah, J man. I, he he just guy. disappeared like one night. Like I remember seeing him post like, "Oh hey, if anybody wants this this Twitter handle, like show me proof that you know how to do this." And then like the next day he was gone. And then yeah, I think he got a lot of um, 
you know, it wasn't very rewarding for him because he was doing a lot of work and then people were kind of using the, the stuff that he was doing uh, without really crediting him. Just like you said, and like you just, do you find that? Happens. I, mean, a, I was going to say, yeah, do you find ahead. that happens to you, like you and Sean be like, oh, labs and stuff? Uh, yeah, in, in the beginning, uh, we got smart about it. So, um, yeah, when we first started, we would basically take Python scripts that we wrote to do different things like config extraction or unpacking. Like if you go to our GitHub, we have some free like automated unpacking tools that you can download and they'll work for a lot of malware. Like all you have to do is just download it and run it and it'll work. And we sort of saw that stuff, I wouldn't say it being misused, but maybe just not being attributed to us when people would use it. Uh, so we kind of got smart about that. And <laughs> I'd say we mostly fixed that um, by you know, staking a, a flag in the ground. People know that like, if you put a sample through Unpack Me, it's it's our service. And I think people also know like, if they're if you're um, using our tools, um, you know, we have usually have a video out where we talk about the tool. So it's kind of hard to obscure, you know, the source a bit. Um, but when we were smaller and, and lesser known, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a problem. We had people rip off our whole, we had these free workshops that we posted. So we posted slides, um, for these half day workshops uh, that I mentioned earlier, the ones that we did at DEF CON. And we'd have people, uh, one really bad case and one case where maybe it was a mistake uh, where somebody took this and just presented it as their own work, which is, no which is crazy. Yeah, one That's of them was a bold an move, Cotton. Yeah, one of them was uh, uh, you know, a professor, uh, which was really bizarre. Uh, and that was definitely not cool. And the other one was somebody who was just kind of you know, reusing it without really citing us. Um, yeah. So we definitely kind of had to put some watermarks on that and stuff like that. Just that didn't sit right with us. So it wasn't necessarily like the technique, like here's how you unpack an AS pack sample that it was like, here is from end to end the thing that you did for free yeah. Yeah. using the exact same like hash and then like techniques at like certain addresses. It was like one-to-one -one the whole way through. Well, we had slides and everything, so they were like the same slides. Oh I mean, no! Oh, yeah, you big yeah. dummy! Yeah, yeah. It, that and and that one, like, so one of them was weird because they were like, they emailed us and they were like, "Well, we want to use it in our course," and we were like, "Okay, well, it's free, but you have to say that it's ours. You can't just be like, oh, it's, it's my thing, right?" Uh, and and then they kind of didn't do that, which is weird. Uh, and then the other one was just we just found out about it. Um, somebody who had who'd taken the class, you know, found us on YouTube, and then was like, "Hey, you, you know, same logo, <laughs> same, same logo." Yeah, I think they noticed the lo logo, or maybe it was like one of the footers or something. We had the OA Labs in it, and it wasn't removed. I, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, yeah, just. Just real scummy, <laughs> scummy stuff. That's pretty scummy. Like taking someone else's work and like moving another slides, but like just just taking the slides and then put your slap your name on it. Yeah, and it's obviously actually, cropping actually, out like the part that we, you know, <laughs> the part that says OA Labs. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. So where does OA Labs come from? Like what's what's that? Stand oh, for? so like the 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 organization we started, like it's just an umbrella. Um, where we like it's called uh, open analysis and it's openanalysis.net and all it was was just a portal where we put all of our free training and like links to our videos uh, it was just we just came up with that name because we thought it was cool but uh, but then when we started the YouTube channel we needed something smaller like a shorter name so just open analysis labs 
I could listen to the beginning bumper of the Bill O'Reilly uh, remix. <laughs> Do live? I could just I could listen to that on loop for hours. <laughs> there's there's mixed reviews in the comments. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love it so much. <laughs> Do a <Yeah>. live. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're quality videos. I've watched some of them because like I don't unpack a lot of malware, but when I we were looking at some stuff, I was like, I know who has good videos to walk through. Let's go to jump over. You have sent me these videos before. Yeah. This We've been is talking about some bills like, now. I'm like unpacking this. I'm like, oh, no, no, hold on a second. I got a video. Like someone like shows us how to do it. Yeah, I did with the deal with the shades on. Yeah, I know I know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Thug Life Ida. Yeah. <laughs> the thug Life Ida. <laughs> have you heard from Ilfok regarding the thug, thug Life Ida yet? Yeah, actually, he emailed us. Uh, he's, he's pretty cool. He uh, he sent us a little thanks for like plugging Ida because obviously he doesn't pay us, right? We just like the product. So we kind of plug it like in every video and he, he finally sent us an email at some point. It was like, hey, thanks for <laughs> thanks for shouting out Ida. Here's a pat on the back. Like 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 he needed some help for like <laughs> right. Yeah, well I think they might be feeling get ready to drink. Yeah, they might yeah. be feeling the heat from uh the old G Hydra there. G Hydra. Uh, G Hydra. Nipping out their heels. <laughs> Silent G's we'll just call it Hydra. Mm. Yeah, I like to Makes think you of drink it, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a disassembler written in Java? I mean, come on. I don't. I think it's great. I think it's. A, I think it's awesome. I, <laughs> I I, well, so I, not not from that. Not from the perspective that I would want to use it. In fact, I think we we've, we've made a few videos trashing it. Just, I mean, some <laughs> things about it are outrageous. But basically, like if you think about what I was saying before, when I was just starting out, I obviously didn't have corporate backing to buy, you know, a five thousand yep. dollar <laughs> disassembler yep. decompiler. And this really is helping people. Um, like we see in our comments, there's a lot of people who aren't uh, US based, uh, you know, they're based around the world. Uh, they, you know, for them, 5,000 US is uh, like an un unbelievable amount of money. And so the fact that they can get this for free and like, yeah, they have to learn a different interface, but at least they're not stuck, you know, like uh, I think it's good. Have you tried to make any videos with uh, that tool or something else? Yeah, uh, so we don't personally, um, I like to use what I like to use. And I've made, actually, there's a few videos I've made that I didn't put out because they felt kind of phony, like I was forcing it. And I could kind of, I know probably nobody else could tell, but I could tell like as I was editing it, like I don't really think this is cool. You know, like I, this isn't how I would do it. But so <laughs> I catch yourself bit. saying stuff like, oh, it's so cool. You just open new project well, and then yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd be like, just wait like five minutes. Six cool. steps later, everything disassembles. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, yeah. So, so to be fair, I didn't think that that was the right way to do it. But Big shout out to Jesko and Lars, uh, two German guys, German lads who are sort of holding up that mantle. So they, what they've done, I don't remember the name of their blog, but they've taken a bunch of our videos uh, with our blessing and full support and redone, the, redone them, redittered them. Um, that's some Canadianism for you. Redittered them. Redittered them. They redittered them. Sounds like you're going to jail, actually. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no no let's get our minds back on track here anyway so they so they uh, redid them uh with uh ghydra or ghidra and uh oh, david is dying here <laughs> 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 uh, 
anyway, they, they, they redid them. And I think that that's probably what we'd like to see in the future. It's like people who are experts in Gaidra, Ghidra, Jihadra. I'm going to, Jihadra. Let's just call it Jihadra. Anyway, oh, people who are experts in that and like using it, just redoing the same videos that we're doing. I prefer to see that than try and fake it myself. Um, I mean, I would love to see it in that with Binary Ninja and then Radar yeah. or however you say it. You know, as well. Dari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> forget the uh, E. <laughs> 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 Two. <laughs> because it, I didn't even know there was a first one, but well, it's, it's like one of those like movies you see. And it's like, is have you met cool? those guys? Those developers? They're no, I haven't. Or, man. Yeah, they're yeah. they'll they'll correct you. <laughs> you say that wrong. Radari. Radari. Is it really Radari? Is that how you technically say it? That's actually how you say it. I yeah. thought it was Radare. I thought it was like. Or, well, French, they're French. French they're all Canadian. French, so. No, they're not French. No, they're French. French. <laughs> so, I'm sensing some Canadian tension here. Do you look across no. the river over into Quebec and you're like, you shake your finger? I, this I is Montreal. That's uh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm in the heart oh, of shit. it. <laughs> the wrong city. <laughs> so what happened? You started drinking during a podcast. Je me souviens. Yeah, so, I was right in it. <laughs> right in the mix. He grew up in Ottawa. I, I was listening. Yeah, I did. I did. But then quickly got out of there as, uh, as soon as I could. I actually spent my childhood in Quebec. Um, I'm <laughs> Came from Gatineau. Shout out there Gatineau. Gatineau. Shout out to Gatineau. Right over the river. Yeah. We have that an old saying, first... uh, Gatineau job, Gatineau <laughs> car, Gatineau house, Gatineau. <laughs> Gatineau. <laughs> Anyone from that area will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the In armpit the... of uh, the Udaway. Oh no, the what? <laughs> the Udaway. What is that? Is that the Udaway? river? Udaway. The Udaway. It's like oh yeah that's yeah sorry you're gonna have to get used to our canadian names yeah that's like what we call that whole area the Udaway. why you... i don't know it's a native american oh, okay word. i was I, expecting I'm not like sure. a, i was expecting another like uh word language pun they're like <laughs> i don't know no i it's, you you no, way it. out of the wrong direction i don't know no i'm sure you could yeah you you'd have gone the wrong direction if you're in the Udaway. yeah <laughs> No wordplay pun, not yeah. necessary. Not necessary. I remember the first time, like I think it was like the, actually the second time I was in Ottawa. We stayed in, in Gatineau, right over the river, for Geek Week, and didn't know it was like you know, you know mostly fr French first and English. And we're talking like you can throw a baseball to like you know the other side you know, to Ottawa, and walked into a restaurant, and I was like. Where am I? Because everybody's speaking French, right? Everybody's like, you're like, yeah. oh man, I, I think we should probably leave because I don't know any French and probably not going to get served. <laughs> and like, I'm really hungry. Uh, that, there, then, it's it's fine. They're not they're not anti anti English. But, no, they weren't at all. I don't know. Yeah. Are there places in Quebec that are? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, so if you want to go back deep into my childhood, so. Um, when I was a kid, I was I was living in uh, Elmer, which is in Gatineau now, um, and uh, Quebec tried to separate so that a referendum, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with I that. I remember but, that, yeah. Yeah, so they wanted to separate from Canada and become their own country. Um, you can imagine how contentious this was. Um, and I basically grew up uh, with uh, French and English uh fights like our high schools would fight the grade schools would fight you have like rock battles i was i was younger than high school at the time i was in uh, 
elementary school and we like throw rocks at each other oh man was, i was hoping it was like i thought i was hoping it was like nickelback versus metallica you're talking about <laughs> <rock battles. laughs> oh yeah it's <laughs> your french no, guitar you literally out of were here throwing rocks at each other <laughs> yeah literally oh, no, was, stones yeah. at each other oh man yeah it was it was uh it was really what shitty. yeah and and the the crazy thing is because that is right across the river from Ottawa. A lot of people work in Ottawa, but they live in Quebec because it's cheaper. And so people would be commuting across the bridge. So that whole area, like the tension, was uh, like unbelievable when I was young. I remember there there's like you wouldn't you'd always have friends around you when you went outside because you didn't want to you know meet a bunch of French people and they'd beat you up and stuff. Like it was just. It was crazy. Now it's fun. Like now it's totally fun. But uh, when I was a kid, it was it was really weird. <laughs> that is pretty weird. This feels very much like that. what America is happening. Like, <laughs> I, I do see some parallels, to right. be honest. Um, and they're like, fine. you know, being a, a kid, I never had any real problem. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe some shoving on the playground and stuff like that, but no real trouble like that. But there were people that really got, you know, hurt over that stuff. And I see, like, it makes me really uncomfortable. I'm not sure how much we just get, like, a weird one-sided view of the U.S. Because, you know, there's this Canada-U.S. rivalry. But, like, at least what we're seeing in the news now about your, you know, the infighting with the political parties there, it definitely makes me think of when I was younger and that kind of, uh, that kind of tension and, and the way it would spill over into the streets. Um, which you know I wouldn't wish on anyone. So how many how many years did that last? Uh, so it, it's crazy. It was like a big bubble. So it 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 grew and grew and grew as they went up to the to the referendum, and there was it was just like a fever pace for I would say about one year. Um, everything was was just madness, and then uh, they lost the referendum, so they voted to stay in Canada, and it was almost like a giant deflation, like everything like. Like when went back into like kumbaya. I mean, there's still there's still tension for sure, um, but like it it really deflated it. And I think almost within two years or so, you you saw you know a lot of that stuff was was pretty much gone. Um, obviously, if you went further into like Quebec City, which is the heart of Quebec, you still have lots of separate sentiment and stuff like that. Um, but that kind of like rage on the streets is just not there. Separatist um, sentiment. That is yeah, yeah. crazy. Well, we have a separatist party, right? So like the, and they get elected. So they're the ones who are in parliament right now representing our province want to separate, but they're the, the drive for that, for that, for the referendum hasn't been strong enough for anyone to, to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's an uneasy tension, but it's, Again, coming from, and, and just maybe it was magnified because I was so young, but at the time, to me, it just seemed like overwhelmingly frightening, <laughs> you know, like, and, and sure. I lived in a mixed neighborhood that was half French, half English, and it was like very serious, like <laughs> between the, the, the two sides, like, yeah. I mean, I mean to laugh. I just—it sounds—it sounds. I mean, the way you say it, it does make it seem like how we are in the states right now in some of the areas. It's kind of weird to think about. That yeah. Comes out. I definitely, I, I definitely think about it. I mean, I talk about my sister who's a year younger than me, and like she went through the same thing that I did, and some of our friends from when we were young, and I think we all think the same thing. Like, again, I can't tell 
this bloody, uh, you know, filtered news. You can't, can't tell anymore what, what's being blown out of proportion just to get views and what's not. But it certainly seems like some aspects of that are, are, are present. Sorry to take uh, yeah. such a sober I would turn. agree with you. Nope. <laughs> no, I would agree with you. I, don't, I would agree I don't, with you as well. I don't know. Uh, it's hard, it's, just it's hard to deduce from the news, you know. I mean, we joke about the fake news thing, but you have to take in all the news about the subject and then deduce your own conclusion based on all the resources you've decided to collect on. I mean, yeah. I think that's how we all make news anyways. How, I mean, that's how I actually read, you know, our threat reports it's like three companies have written about the same thing right yep you know and they're all yeah, sort of sure. different and you're like oh well i gotta figure out where the gaps are in this and yep. figure out my own conclusion look at the writing look at the framings look at yep. look at every aspect that you can and make your own decisions yeah and i wouldn't even say like i didn't mean to say like fake news i mean that's something else altogether but no, i just mean right. like the ins uh what do you say like uh incentivize for like uh, clicks, you know, oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. they're sort of yeah, inflating yeah. Like, no, the you. negatives. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, we didn't, I didn't look at it in that light, in that sense. Is there any one video that you would recommend watching if you're going to get started as a reverse engineer uh, from OA Labs? Is there, is there one, if I'm going to take my class to this website, Introduction to Software Reverse Engineering, I'm going to say, please watch this video as like your homework tonight. <laughs> watch so that, our super reel. <laughs> 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 so every year, uh, well, not not last year, but for the first two years we did this, we basically saved all of our, I mean, we make ridiculous mistakes or we'll just say stuff that's like blatantly wrong. And like, I'll go back and look in the editing and be like, that that function doesn't do that at all. Like, like I don't know what I was thinking. And so I, every year we sort of compile those into a blooper reel. I'd say if you want to, if you want to really know what you're getting into, just watch the reels. <laughs> have to watch the reels. <laughs> set the tone for you. Reverse engineering 101. That's unpacking. I mean, tell them to watch them all. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Well, then I won't have a job, Kyle. <laughs> That's so, true. So we. Get, I do I pro mean, malware analysis tips. I think I watched probably majority of that because I'm like, let me see what other people are doing that I'm not doing. That's one of our first videos. It's, it's really poorly edited and I stumble a lot, but yeah, if you want to, if you've never used Ida before, you just don't know what it is. Yeah. Definitely start there. I mean, we just tell you like, Oh, this is like the stack. This is the whatever, you know, this, how, this, how a dissembler or decompiler works. No. You have a favorite um, video in, in that whole series? Well, you thought you really, you really nailed it. Uh, I don't know, like my, I, obviously the blooper reels again. <laughs> like, Back to the blooper reel, really yeah. nailed that one. It's like oh, saying, I mean, what's your favorite class in school? Gym. Yeah, Gym is yeah, my favorite class. <laughs> no, I, uh, I mean, so I guess there's two, the reason why I didn't, uh, I didn't want to answer it too seriously is like, That's I okay. there's two, two questions. Like, so one is, yeah, what's my favorite one? I think uh, the stuff that we did on like Revol, so we have a series where we basically went step by step like how to unpack it, then how do you decrypt the strings, how do you build the imports, how do you actually look at it and figure out what it's doing. I think that's good. It's a series of videos. And then there's another one that we did recently. I think it's our last series where we um, did the same thing. It was like an end-to-end -end analysis of a, a botnet, an IRC botnet, and we sinkholed it in the end, and we showed people how to sinkhole it. So we actually, there's some domains, C2s, that were up for registration. We registered them. And we showed how to like, uh, you know, basically capture the traffic coming in. So I thought those, those were good, like uh, sort of end to end. It's not a single video, it's a series of them. 
I thought those yeah. were good. So I thought your I thought your RC four video was pretty good. It's 15, 16 minutes. I think that one's pretty good for someone that's like, what's crypto? What's crypto look like in a form of like in malware? It helped me because yeah. I only knew a few things, and I was like, oh shit, that makes it super. Like the tips that you do in your videos make it like, oh, it's like a eureka moment. You're like, oh, that's really simple. It's not as complicated as like the rest of the world makes reverse engineering out to be. Yeah, right. yeah. So that I guess that was the that was the second thing that I was going to say. So I, you know, I said there's sort of two questions buried in there. So the other question would be, if I'm getting started with reverse engineering, what should I actually look at? And we get that all the time. Uh -huh. And like the, so the answer is I've like a canned answer, but I think it's the one that I would you know I, I believe in. So that's why I say it so often. It's basically find the thing that you want to reverse engineer, something that you are passionate about reverse engineering. Like if you want to crack a game that you know you're really motivated you're going to do it right you're going to actually work through it or if it's abuse of malware and you want to know how it works that's the thing to start with and then go through and when you get stuck on something find our videos for the specific tip and then look at those i find like that's how we structure them like we have videos that are on a specific topic that's kind of tricky and i think that that's better than just trying to watch the videos end to end like if you have a problem and then we have a video on it, like that's the right, I think that's the right balance um, rather than just trying to watch them willy nilly. Yeah. That's what you should do. Make them decode, you know, do some analysis of RC4. And then when they get stuck well, on it, you know, go watch the video. Actually, that was like our final last year. We, we gave them Athena bot and it was an IRC bot, but we didn't, you know, we didn't sync whole domains or anything, but we gave them like just a, a, an encoded block of crap and we're like, go figure out what this is. And some kids nailed it. Um, but you know, I'm not going to expect everybody to figure out what the, what the encryption scheme of, you know, an encoded block of content is, but. Well, know. so RC4 is a great one. Um, if you're just starting out because, uh, it's a stream cipher. So it's easy for you to like reproduce. If you mess something up, you can get part of it. Right. And you like, you can decrypt part of it and you're not, totally fucking yourself if it's like a block cipher it's totally different so like it's good it's a good beginner's one and it has that like really noticeable um initial matrix where they set it up like from zero to 255 which yeah. i mean you know you can spot that yeah. thing anywhere you can even just tell people like just look for like 255 if you see a loop that goes 255 blindly try rc4 and it yeah. might work right yep so yeah I think that's, I think that's, that's what I recommend. If you're no, I think, I think that was one of the de definite reasons that we gave them that also like the, like the, the strings that they had used initially were like uh base 64 encoded and then shifted a little bit to like kind of hide the base 64 encoding just for, just to kind of throw you off a little bit, just to make it a little bit harder. Right. Yeah. And then you, you give them that. And like, like I said, some kids will excel and they're like, they got it right away. And the other kids are like, what is RC4 anyway? We didn't cover encryption at all in any of the lectures. And you're like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> oh, yeah. You should talk to the TA. <laughs> also, our TA was really awesome. We should have him on someday. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> These Here's videos are great. And uh, I think I am definitely going to reference them um, myself going forward a little bit more than I probably have in the past. Like I said, like Kyle sent them to me. I, I know I know Kyle sent them. Uh, I know I've seen who does your art by the way? Who does like the, the oh, media me. graphics? You do all that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do you throw you throw Wingo art. in the yellow submarine and you throw yeah, yeah, the of bus. Course. Yeah, 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 you do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, the meme lord. 
That's meme lord. You just get an idea as the meme lord, and you just you just slam it on in there, and you're like, oh, that would look awesome. Yeah. So uh, I have um, I don't really have any professional editing software, so it's actually ridiculous. My partner is like a professional video editor but refuses to do my videos because <laughs> they're so boring. <laughs> and like, and so I'm stuck here in like iMovie. Like I'm literally doing this stuff in iMovie because I don't know how to do anything, like any proper editing. Um, so it takes like 10 hours to export anything in 4K. Like in my laptop's like hovering like a hovercraft because the fan's going so hard. So I usually have like, not 10 hours, but I'll usually have about an hour and a half before it's uh, exported. So I'll take that time to just build the thumbnail um, because I find like the th like building the artwork for the thumbnail of the YouTube video is like almost as much fun as making the, the YouTube video itself. <laughs> so I always have like a good, you know, solid hour and a half just to build the wildest thing I could think of. I just shooting lasers at something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go through, you can see like they started out, like I think I had no artwork and then they started out pretty tame. Like now they're just out of control. <laughs> I mean, you can see it. You can see that, like there's progression. I have it open up on my other screen. It's like, yeah, you can see. They're like, oh, someone started doing some artwork, and they're like, oh, they got really into that. <laughs> it's quality, though, man. It's, Ida, it what is this one? Ida on a rocket. What is been different, <laughs> Ida? What are you doing? The cascading like solitaire screen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah like, a, I like Ida. Like your time. your last video, Ida's like hugging a, a, a tunnel, like for the, the live botnet sinkhole, and she's like, super "Oh, it's angry. supposed to be a sinkhole. It's supposed to be like yeah. a black hole." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, in. I see it. I see it now. Yeah. I see it now better. <laughs> you know, I can kind of relate because my final project in college was to build like I don't know this this thing. Like we computer engineering, like we had to just make something out of like. Um, computer part uh, parts like a you know breadboard of chips uh, someone did like a lot of the coding and one of the projects that we did was my partner and I made battleship we made the game battleship and I remember like the dude was like the, my partner he actually took like the lead on like all the code and was like just you know put the video together at the end like write a couple things but like just focus on the videos like you're pretty creative do the video and I remember throwing in like atomic bomb blast from like the, I don't know. This is terrible. I remember putting in ridiculous, like just filler to the video, just looking for lulls that you know. Even if it yeah, wasn't, it's the fun it, part, <laughs> right? I remember writing really big on one of them. Like we were just doing a computer simulation. Like uh, one of us was player one, and we were just like randomly putting in crap for player two. And I remember writing real big letters. Player two is test suck, with you know T E H. And then like my, I remember my professor looking at the video and being like, "What? What does that even mean?" It's like, I don't know, man. I wrote it because it was funny for me. <laughs> it's funny. I gotta find that video. It's somewhere on the inner tubes. Inner tubes, inner tubes. Not flushed down the tubes just yet. I mean, I think we're at a great point. Uh, hopefully people will listen all the way to the end. But uh, and, This and was a good one. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I don't, I mean, wanna, I don't we, wanna interject. Like I had a lot of fun. We, we, I mean, we can go on for hours usually, but I like to respect everybody's time. But so, how do people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? I know I have your Twitter handle. Plug you your tell YouTube me, channel. You, t you tell yeah, me what so you want to put in the show notes, and I'll put in the show notes. You know. All right. So follow me on Twitter, H E R R C O R E, and Sean, who's the other half, is Sean M W. Uh, so that's uh, those are us on uh, on Twitter, and then OA Labs all one word is the YouTube channel and openanalysis.net 
is our website where you can basically find links to everything, the unpacking service, our YouTube, and uh, free training, uh, which is like slides and PDFs and stuff like that. Uh, it's the best way to find out what we do. And don't take their train. Make sure you ask. First. Yeah, ask us first. <laughs> Keep our logo on it, please. <laughs> don't be dumb. Like for a yeah. professor, that's a really dumb move. For, it, for, for, yeah. for a professor who knows like that universities <laughs> like harp on plagiarism, it's uh, it's uh, the ironies in there. It, yeah, it was. It's crazy. I mean, we didn't. We obviously could have pursued it with probably real consequences because it was so outrageous. But we just. We just let it go. Yeah. Nice. It's Canadian. <laughs> Always it's so nice. nice. You paid them. Well, we're not, you know, we're not making money off it, so it's whatever. But uh, but we did fix our stuff afterwards. We got lots of watermarks after that. Nice. Good call. Well, uh, Sergey, don't go anywhere. I will shoot the shit after we get off of here. I stopped the recording, but uh, sure. I'd like to say well, thank you. I had a great time. Thank you, guys. you on. No, thank you. Appreciate like it. and subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> like it's a subscribe. All How the does above. It work? Tell me how it works. How does the podcast work? What where uh, am I? subscribe and maybe even rate? I think we have three ratings right now, all five stars. All right, yeah. Follow us on the Twitters. We have and, like uh, over yeah. four hundred downloads overall. We're doing, you know, each week is getting better and better and better. Yeah, we're getting up there for fifteen. It's not bad. But uh with an empty glass, how we always like to close it out, everybody. Cheers and stay thirsty. Stay thirsty, guys.